Day 16. Those you help must want to be helped. It is your duty to support certain people like your parents and your children. This, of course, must be done within reason. In generation, you must be generous where you see so, but you can spread positivity and further the march of prosperity. But today is the day you learn to tell people apart by how deserving they are of your time. This may seem extremely judgmental, but as a soldier marching with the aim to change the world for the better, you are the most useful in helping those who want to be helped. That is why you must learn to detect early and disengage whenever someone seems to be in need of help but unwilling to listen. It is not your job to improve people's lives with force. When you try to do that, you make them stubborn in their ways and waste precious time and energy that you can use to help those willing to help themselves. The philosophy of whosoever wills is one of keeping an open mind, so you can extend your support and message to anyone. I have no issues with that, but you must also keep your eyes open. When you help someone and they aren't grateful, that's fine. You do not help them to gain their thanks. You help them for their Lord's sake. And when you try to help someone and they remain in their circle or cycle doing the things that put them there in their current situation, you have to opt out. Questions to ask when you're helping others. Before you sign up to be the soldier or shoulders in which someone cries, or you can offer to help out with physical work or anything else, ask the person who needs your help what they will do differently to avoid being in the same place again. That's because your priority is moving forward. When you move forward and bring them along with you, it splends it, but it's impossible for you to be attached to them and move forward while they're moving in circles. Ask them what they do differently because it's better than asking them what's their role in their current position. When you ask someone that, what's their part in this, they feel personally attacked and get defensive. It's okay. It also isn't helpful because it isn't solution-oriented thinking. Instead, when you ask, so what's your role in this? They start thinking differently. You help them position their own problems like a puzzle, and we love a good puzzle. Today, you must reflect on your social circle and silently group them into those who love to help themselves and those who move in circles. You must love all, but must only offer to help those willing to help themselves. Also, keep an open mind because you never know when someone's insisting on a mind, a cycle extension, and suddenly ready to get set and join the march. Remember that this is regarding your approaching people to help. When someone comes to you seeking help, they're already deciding that they need it. And you must help and as much as you can. But in going up to people and trying to help them, avoid the ones not willing to help themselves or even admit that they need help. Day 17. Base nature versus spiritual nature. What is your truth? The rise of science has also contributed to the narrative to the animalistic human. Our sublime nature has been discounted with extensive emphasis on what we have in common with mammals in general. But this isn't a surprise to religion. We have also always known that humans have a base nature, but we acknowledge that 
they also have a higher nature. Science, in its, in, in its existence on materialistic analysis, ignores our spiritual nature. As long as we can experience it, we know it exists. In this chapter, we look at both sides of our nature. This day won't be one where you decide you are one or the other. It will be the, the day you figure out how to resonate with a higher frequency and elevate your vibe. Our nature is dedicated by emotions. Of all the things, ironically, it is our emotions that govern how spiritual and animalistic we are. A person who grows up in abundance has an easier time being generous. On the other hand, the person in a position of so much scarcity that he can barely fend for himself. He little he has little to no room for empathy. Of course, exceptions exist, and there are inspiring examples like that of the widow's might. Jesus loved the witness people perform noble acts, and that's why once he was sitting up opposite of the treasury watching people donate. The wealthy were donating large sums, but among the donors was a widow. She had two mites, worth a few cents in today's currency. She polished them with her cloth and placed them in what was now a small heap of coins and currency. Jesus said to his companions, that may, that, that many had donated that day, but the woman's donation was worth all the others combined. That is not mathematical math. That is the emotion given weight. The donor had all given from their surpluses, but the woman had given from all she had. This lesson teaches us that our nature isn't dictated by circumstances, but by mindset. While most donors have a mindset of abundance once they have enough money to feel secure, the widow trusted God enough to give all she had because she knew God would take care of her. I believe this gives us a distinction between emotions and brings us to our animal nature and emotions that bring us to our spiritual nature. Faith in God helps us transcend. Security, certainty, and confidence are all emotions that elevate you towards your spiritual nature. On the other hand, fear and panic make you more of a human animal. So think about 2020. How have we all behaved? Collectively, the toilet paper hoarding, the penny pinching, the business owners' masses firing of employers prove that we opted to relate more to our animal side than our spiritual side. Why don't we flip it today? There is no exercise for today. All you have to do is trust God and have faith that tomorrow will be better. Day 18. If you can make a difference, you should make a difference. Since time changes, everything changes in relationship to it. For example, a kid who learns to crawl before the age of one is considered a fast learner. That's if all he learns is enough time passes and he could be five years old and only crawl. At that point, he'd be considered slow. This applies to everything, including money. If you have a million dollars that stays a million dollars for 50 years, you will have half the buying power. The point is that staying the same is an indicator of the situation getting worse. We must always move forward. Someone has to make a difference or everything stays the same. 
as you know by now, it's not good. So who will make the difference? Well, people who can't make a difference can't do so. That only leaves behind those who can. And that's where my position emerges. If you can make a difference, you should make a difference. It is easy to limit a billion dollars and say that person's incapable of feeding a million poor people. He should feed a million poor people. And that only serves to distract you from the fact that you can feed 10 starving people. 10 of God's children make a difference. Their counts more than watching someone else's wallet. Today, I want you to commit to watching your own abilities. Look at what you can do with time, money, and skills to make a positive difference in the world. Do not let the standard of difference be so high that you are discouraged from taking a small step. Every small step matters. The modern internet culture has given us rise to the idea that everything has to be larger than life. That's not the case with positive change. Refusing to use useless To act useless, your actions make a global change overnight. So it's like refusing to get a job on a fresh graduate unless you are paid a million dollars. That's just a recipe for progress stopping paralysis. So what is the solution? In my estimation, you should focus on what you can do. It starts with a smile and a compliment. And if you stick with the prophecy, ends up in changing the world. A kind word for you might just be the stranger needs to carry on living, but do not underestimate the impact of a small act of kindness. As you exercise for today, I'd like you to sit with a pen and paper and compile a list of positive things you can do. Write down 25 items on this list as you go to the stretch of your mind and explore opportunities to make a difference that we'll usually overlook. We can pay for the person behind you in line for the coffee shop, That will help someone start their morning in a good mood. By now, you understand what I mean by small acts that make a big impact. Make a list of 25 things and do one of those acts today.